Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Found Down. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson, and I'm so lucky today because I have Aries gum. Is it gum or? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Oh, like just like chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> I am so lucky to have Aries with us today. He's a very experienced nurse, ICU nurse, stat nurse. He's in management for a while too. And now he's come full circle and become a flight nurse. This, this that's like the creme de la creme job that every ICU nurse like wants to be. Um, at least, I mean, I feel like that way myself, but, um, before we get started, I'm going to read a quick disclaimer. Okay. Okay. So we here at found down, we love being a nurse and we love our patients and it's an honor and a privilege to care for them. And we want to continue to do so. So this can be the most rewarding yet the most challenging job. We meet our patients where they are, regardless of where we are. We tell these stories to come together. We are humans processing our experiences there. Okay. Okay. Now let it loose, right? Now let it rip. <laughs> uh, this is the show is rated E, so there will be uh, expletives, you know. And most people know we swear, it's like just sailors. a little bit, just a just little, a little bit. just a little bit. Um, so Aries, today is what June fifth, twenty twenty. The world is a crazy, crazy Already. place. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, coming to you from Tri Cities, uh, Eastern Washington. It's been, uh, gosh, it's almost been a, a whole year since I left Seattle. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. We, I think my last day at uh, DUW was uh, late May and started this new job a year ago on the 3rd of June. So, uh, yeah, we're doing great. The weather out here is amazing. Uh, looking at your screen looks like uh, another typical Seattle cloudy day. This is true. Yeah, we've got no clouds out today so in the Tri-Cities. Oh, but, that's but nice. doing good. Uh, watching all the craziness, like you said, from yeah. from afar. Uh, yeah. Kind of sending support from out here for our brothers and sisters. Yeah. Fighting the, fighting the cause and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely crazy times. Crazy times, crazy crazy times. I think I'm going to get out to the. There's a healthcare protest. This yeah, weekend. I saw that. To get out yeah. too. So we definitely support Black Lives Matter and that movement. So. Um, and you're surviving during this time of COVID-19? Oh yeah. Just, just like everybody else, uh, practicing social distancing, masks, um, home quarantine. But, uh, as you know, being in healthcare, it's, you know, we're kind of in the thick of it, thick of things. And, 
Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, transports on our end with uh, COVID and COVID rule-outs. Mm. Um, not really slowing down, I don't think. Not yet. Or kind of mm. hoping, hoping it will. But they're still sprouting up here and there. Yeah, it seems like Seattle. Well, I mean, it seems, seems like Yakima County is really peaking. And oh, yeah. Seattle, yep. it's kind of, it's, I don't know. It seems to be, we're do, doing better over here. But we'll, yeah. we'll just see. So today we're going to talk to Aries about his journey as a IC nurse to flight nurse. And um, I, and, you know, I'll probably ask questions along the way. So Aries, how did you get started? And what was your vision when you, when you started uh, as an ICU nurse? Well, it's been a long journey, let me tell you. Um, about 20 years ago, actually, it's been yeah, almost exactly 20 years I was actually working in uh, corporate America and in, in information technology, uh, working for a company as a technical support help desk uh, and help desk supervisor. And uh, our office is in the Bank of America building. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the big, big black tower downtown. And I can't remember the exact floor, but I think it was the 26th, 27th floor. But we had a you know, little corner uh, office and uh, overlooking a harbor view. And I remember taking my breaks and just kind of standing out by the window with my coffee and looking at these helicopters coming in. I believe it was Airlift Northwest and a few Coast Guard helicopters that would come in. And they would just, God, it was just so exciting to see these guys land. And uh, it was just like watching a movie. And I remember thinking to myself, what an exciting job as compared to, you know, sitting at a desk all day, answering phones. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is back in 2000. And of course, you know, I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. the uh, bubble burst I that do. we had then. So I got caught up in that, left the company, and uh, I was one of the many IT professionals without jobs. And they were just waiting and waiting for things to improve. And I finally saw the writing on the wall and decided, you know what, I, I need to find something else to do. A career that's less influenced by trends in the economy and Mm-hmm. You know, did some soul searching. Uh, my mom, who was who was also a nurse at the time, said, "Hey, why don't you try healthcare?" You know, and uh, more specifically, why don't you, why don't you look into nursing? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I figured, okay, well, I I don't want to go back to med school or go to med school, not back. That's that's a huge chunk of time and investment. Nursing was was it seemed like the the most ideal choice. You know, I needed to go back to school, start all over, square one. So I did that, worked uh, full-time in a nursing home of all places. Just, again, my mom said, if you can deal with all the things that you see in the nursing home and be okay with it, you're, you'll be fine as a nurse. And sure enough, it was, uh, it was really tough. I mean, you know, working, really taking a step backwards, I, yeah. I felt initially anyway. Uh, it was very hard work. But yeah, you went into an entry, you basically, you yeah. had a ton of experience where you were and you went into an entry level right. <laughs> job that an 18 year old can get right out of high school. Correct. I did the and, same thing. Yeah. See, I mean, and at that time, gosh, I was what in my uh, late twenties at, at this point, I was like 28, maybe a little younger, but, uh, I discovered something in me that the stuff, the, the gross stuff, all the things you hear about, it didn't bother me at all. It was just like, you know what, this is <laughs> <laughs> maybe the first week it did, but you know, after, <laughs> After you get over the initial shock of it all, I mean, you know, we're all human beings, right? Yeah. We all, we, bodily functions are bodily functions. Yeah. You're just uh, 
you're helping someone else do it. <laughs> and I really enjoyed interacting with the patients. Actually, I got to know uh, a lot of them very closely, w- was there for, for all the happy times and, you know, uh, was there for deaths. And, and again, I, I, I discovered that, that I actually enjoyed doing this stuff. So I went through my prerequisites, uh, got into a great school in Tampa, uh, University of Tampa. I think uh, see, we were, my class was the first class uh, in a brand new program. And they had, uh, they had 40 seats available. I think I was number 38. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we got in by the skin of my teeth, but uh, mm-hmm. we got in, uh, worked at Tampa General Hospital as a, as a PCT, nurse tech, once, uh, once I got through some classes. And you know, went to school full time, worked weekends and nights. Um, it was, it was tough. You know, you would work, uh, 12 hours Sunday night, change out of, uh, your, your scrubs after a shower, you know, take a shower and then go right to school for a nine o'clock class. I did a lot of sleeping in my car during those times. But, wow. But that is some serious dedication. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it needed to be done. And, uh, you know, I, once you commit to it, you, you just have to see it through and did that. And, uh, once I graduated from nursing school, uh, University of, uh, sorry, uh, Tampa General, they just pretty much put a different hat on and uh, started working in the same ICU that I, I worked as a, as, a, as a nurse tech. Um, you know, got my two years in as an ICU nurse, and then I started traveling. One of my, yeah. Oh, a, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I started, I jumped right in. Uh, a friend of mine wanted to come up to Seattle, and I was like, wow, hey, I, I want to go back up to Seattle. So my first travel assignment was actually at Harborview, and uh, I uh, worked at the the CCU, which became the MCICU, medical ICU, uh, kind of merged together. Um, had a one year, I, I renewed several times, so I was in uh, Harborview for a whole year. In fact, I met my wife there. I don't know if you knew that. No, no yeah, I yeah. didn't. Yep, Brooke was, uh, was a nurse in their medical ICU, and uh, my roommate, who was traveling with me, actually worked on her unit. And we were introduced that way. And, you know, uh, the rest was history. Ooh, a love affair. A love affair. Yeah, we did the long distance thing because I told her, hey, uh, I wanted to do the travel nursing thing for three years. And, uh, you know, kind of went back and forth between Florida, California and, uh, and Washington through different assignments for three years. It was, it was fun for her because she got to fly into all these different places on, on my days off. So that was, that was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, she was going, going to school for a master's degree. So it, it kind of worked out, you know. Yeah, um, and then I finally uh, ended at UW. That was my last my last nursing uh, travel nursing assignment. I I pretty much should have held my cards a little closer to my chest because I I told management right away. You know I'm thinking about signing up. Just you know, <laughs> and then finally they said we're not we're not going to renew your contract anymore. We know you want to sign on, so <laughs> just just do it already. So I ended up signing on. Uh, that was January of uh, 2011. Oh wow! And uh, I've been there since what 2019, in May 2019. Good long uh, year run. Yeah, yeah, almost nine years, right? But yeah, we decided to move out to the Tri Cities area where mm-hmm. we are now, just to get away from all the uh, Seattle. There's a heavy Seattle traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, housing market, as you know, is crazy out there. So we we started to kind of venture out and look at look at different places, and and the Tri Cities kind of ticked off a lot of the box, check boxes that we wanted. And uh, we just, we came out here uh, during that big winter storm in 2019 in February. 
Mm-hmm. Found, found a house and made an offer. And that was it. That was uh, the deciding factor. Well, congratulations on moving out there. Yeah. And, you know, moving out here, actually, uh, you know, you ask kind of the, the, what brought me all the way to, to flight nursing. I mean, this, this job pretty much fell into my lap. Uh, while we were out here, I actually interviewed for one of the big hospitals in the area and was, was offered a job in uh, their ICU. Um, but at the same time, you know, when, when we were looking for houses, uh, Brooke, saw a posting uh, on the internet for a position here uh, at the Lifeline uh, Network. And I said, there's no way I'm going to qualify for all that. You know, look, I mean, look at all the certifications that they need. I don't have any of that experience. But uh, she said, just apply. You know, uh, it can't hurt. It's not like it'll, you, you, you won't be any, any worse off if they turned you down or if you don't get a call. So I did. The day that HR from the hospital here was supposed to call me to finalize the details of, of my uh, employment offer, life flight calls. So, I, so I'm expecting to talk to, to the hospital, but it was life flight. And I was like, oh, oh crap. And I, I didn't expect this. You know, I had a quick screening interview right then and there and uh, decided to put the hospital on hold. So I'm like, I want to hear what life flight has to offer. And, you know, several, a couple of weeks later, I finally, you know, received an offer for, for a job, you know, did a lot of driving back and forth just to interview. But uh, yeah, it was, it was just one of those freaky things where uh, their HR department forgot that we had a phone conference uh, to, to finalize the details. And Lifelike just happened to call at, at the same time, almost in a minute that I was supposed to have that appointment, which is really strange. That's divine intervention. It was, it, I, it's just so many so many details of, of this journey that's been, it's like, it, it just, it was just meant to be. And, uh, you know, of course it was, it was just like a, a dream job. Uh, a lot of nurses want to do this from, you know, this was definitely one of the things I had in the back of my head to do when I started my nursing career. You know, somebody has mentioned, Oh, you, know, you can do flight nursing, you know, and, or you can work on a cruise ship and, 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 uh, sit in the sun all day. But, uh, but yeah, just all the, all the different moves that we've done. It's kind of, I feel like it's just been guiding me slowly down this path. Yeah. What, tell me about young Aries, the, the nurse, about oh. what the, what that was like and, and maybe juxtapose it to Aries now, because like, it is so baller to think about the autonomy that you have as a flight nurse. And I know you're still in the learning phases and it's mm-hmm. going to take a long time. Oh, definitely. Like the, that new, new ICU nurse <laughs> <laughs> to, um, like the, some of like how you are, how does it feel now? Uh, a lot less things shock me. Number one, uh, <laughs> after, after gosh, almost 15 years, right? 20. If you counting the, the, the time as uh, working at the, nursing homes. But uh, th- this one memory comes to mind as a brand new ICU nurse working in the, in the CCU. And, uh, this is uh, this gentleman who came in and he had a fungal infection, aspergillosis, uh, pneumonia, and he was in the ICU for, for so long. And um, infection spread up into his, into his head, into his brain. And he had to have some pretty major surgery, removing part of his, uh, his palate and his eye socket. Actually, he lost one of his eyes uh, to the infection. Mm. So, you know, he remained in the, in the ICU, and uh, I, I took care of him for, for many, many days. And one of the things we had to do for this guy uh, was to pack that socket with, uh, with gauze, with Dakin's solution. And I remember, you know, working night shift. I was in there by myself, you know, having to, to do this, this packing. 
and you know I'm, I'm preparing all the gauze and mixing mixing the uh the solution you know take a strip and packing it down into this guy's socket you know like okay next turn away get you know soak the next the next sheet turn and pack the socket uh well about a, a couple of minutes later I, I turned back and the gauze had been displaced it kind of came came up out of the socket I thought, that's kind of weird <laughs> maybe I thought maybe he had moved his head or something and it didn't pack it in there hard enough. So I'm like, okay, well, just, you know, pack it in a little bit more. So this happened a couple of times while I'm in there. And I finally, I said, okay, what's going on? So I, I pulled this ball of gauze out and I looked down into that empty socket and I see his tongue sticking out through the hole. <laughs> oh he, my God. He was pushing up the gauze as I was packing it. So talk about a moment of shock i just i had to put everything down and just kind of walk out <laughs> of the room just like trying not to scream <laughs> you're like wait that doesn't belong <laughs> a, a tongue in an eye socket that that's probably uh definitely one of the most uh shocking things i had i've seen initially Do but, you think you know, he, was he was he trying to help you or was no, he out think, of it I, and not? I think he was out of it and he was trying to to push it out it's like what are you doing it's like stop and he, messing with my eye socket he, he discovered he had a he had a hole in his palate that led up to his eye socket so but uh yeah so i you know grab grab, <laughs> grab some fentanyl at that point and you know just uh to help him out sure that wasn't a lot of fun for him but no no yeah that story i think will will uh an image Mm -hmm. uh will stay with me forever so every time i hear about uh, aspergillosis and uh and dakin solution my my memory immediately goes to that that place, and I just have to kind of chuckle at at that moment. I must have, I must have just looked so scared <laughs> coming out of that room. Yeah, you know, everyone was like, "What? What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that was that was uh, young Aries as a nurse. Uh, flash forward, gosh, uh, fifteen years later, as a brand new flight nurse, actually, I had a I had a recent scene call that uh, that uh, we went to. Mm, and just uh, for the people listening, that means what? I, I mean, so, I know what it means, but yeah. So, so basically, uh, uh, air ambulance service has been called to like a, a scene of an accident. Mm -hmm. uh, this particular one was a, um, a rollover motor vehicle. So we we get there, and there's a, a a man on the ground. EMS is there. It's like he had been ejected from a rollover <laughs> car accident, and uh, you know he was pulseless, wasn't breathing. Uh, you know, he had, he had, uh, no lung sounds on, on, on his right side. And, uh, you know, we, we, we had to act long story short. We, I, I ended up having to put a chest tube in this guy to relieve this, uh, tension, uh, hemonumo thorax. Uh, he had blood collecting in that right side of his yeah. lung and, uh, uh, chest tube, as you know, it's a surgical procedure. Uh, mm -hmm. we're doing this on the ground on the scene. Uh, while because right now he's dead, right? right? Correct. Right. And you know we're trying to we're trying to fix to fix that. Um, you know CPR is in progress. I'm cutting at him with with this uh, scalpel and sticking my finger in there to shoving this chest tube in. And uh, you know at the time I was like I've never done this before. This is the first time I've ever done this. But the company trained as well. You know we we've, we've had multiple simulations. We've had, we've done cadaver labs and. It it almost came as a second nature. It kind of went, knew what I had to do, did it. Uh, but reflecting back on those things, uh, looking back at that that time with the patient with the eye eye socket and how squeamish I got to 
this point where I'm literally, I got my finger touching this guy's lung yeah, uh, and not, not really taking pause. I mean, just, just the, the experience from, from the 15 years of seeing all the horrible things that we see and all the, all the horrible things we have to do uh, really prepared me for that. That is amazing. I think what I, when I think about that, I, I think you're, you, you've been on the other end of seeing patients get, getting chest tubes placed. You've yes. been in codes where your patients are dying because they've dropped a lung. They're, you know, they have a pneumothorax or tension pneumothorax or hemothorax or something like that. And you have witnessed it and you hope to God, <laughs> you know what you're going to, you know what, to do yes. in those moments when you arrive on an, an emergency and you know, you pieced it all together. Like, what does that feel like when you're thinking like, did you, you know, when you're in the helicopter, you're about to land or what are you telling yourself before you actually arrive? Are you running through the ACLS algorithms? Are you thinking yep. about all the possibilities of intubation or what do you all, I mean, all of it. What yeah. Are you actually- thinking? That's actually a, a very good question because uh, in, in this particular uh, industry, we, we don't get too many details about what we're walking into. Uh, you know, we get a, a text message and a set of coordinates. Um, if it's a scene call, you know, chances are it's going to be either a motor vehicle accident or, or someone's residence. Maybe they're having a stroke or, or heart attack. But, uh, you know, we kind of look, look at the coordinates and figure out, okay, well, it's near a highway. It's probably going to be uh, uh, an accident. And then um, we start ta- I start talking to my partner, a paramedic or uh, another nurse, kind of what to expect. Mostly I'm doing the listening. They're doing the talking, you know, being, being the new uh, inexperienced uh, medical provider. Uh, sort of saying, oh, if, if it's this, this is what we're going to do. And, and the company's really good about having protocols. There's protocols for for most most contingencies that uh, we're going to run into, and uh, just kind of running through our heads, you know what we're going to do once we get there. Um, but yeah, and then and then you walk in and you have to do a very very quick assessment uh, and figure out what it is you need to do. So we walked on this guy; he's on the ground. Um, I noticed he's got a, uh, throw, a needle thoracostomy on the right, so I'm thinking, okay. That he must have had some kind of tension pneumo physiology that needed that. And I'm already running through my head. Are we going to need to do a chest tube on this guy? And yeah. then, you know, we, we figured, okay, well, he's not breathing. He's got no pulse. It's likely because of that. So a lot of things just kind of happen all at once. Um, and we were told, you know, in, in orientation, the hardest thing to do in this particular situation is deciding to do the thing that you need to do, which is cut. You need to cut, you need to put the tube in. And, um, and it, it, that was, you can feel that you come into the situation, you know, you have to do it. It's just like, Oh, you know, I, I have to do it all of a sudden. But, uh, but yeah, everybody's very supportive. Uh, the EMS crews are, um, are very experienced usually, uh, when you come into this. So you, I know it, it seems like being a flight nurse, uh, and you feel all alone, but when you come into this scene, you've got a whole group of people there to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, you just, you, you have to, to guide, uh, what the next step is going to be there. Everyone's looking at you. It's like, what do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> so and you have you to take, act. Yeah. You take a deep breath and then you do it. You know, um, one of the more experienced paramedics, uh, that I work with, he gave me just great advice, you know, uh, for seeing calls. You know, he said, it's going to be stressful. You're going to, your first few times 
you're probably going to be scared, not going to know what to do. Just take a deep breath, find a car, remember what color it is. You know, and I said, what does the color of the car have anything to do with it? He says, it has absolutely nothing to do with it. It just, it'll center you and uh, kind of gives you something to, to focus on while you collect your thoughts uh, and figure out what to do. So that you're not just jumping out like, what do I do? I don't know what to do with, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands, you know? And then, and of course, there's the whole safety factor. You, our helicopter stays running uh, during these situations. And, you know, you don't want to walk into any of the spinning parts. Um, no, you don't want yeah. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones moment. Right, right. So, <laughs> you know, he said, just, just take a second, survey the scene, find that vehicle, find out what, co- you know, just focus on what color it is. Deep breath, calm yourself. Bring the calm. That's, that's what he says. Bring the calm because pl- it's probably going to be very chaotic when you come on. Everybody's going to be running around. It's going to be up to you to, to, to focus everything and, uh, and get to work. Um, Did you get him back? So unfortunately, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, we put the chest tube in. We did, uh, you know, we did ran through our ACLs protocols. Uh, we only carry one chest tube kit, so I had to do a, a finger thoracostomy on on the on the other side just to make sure he wasn't also having a, a tension or, or hemo on that side. But uh, after several minutes of uh, of resuscitation, we we had to to call it. Mm. But uh, that yeah. that is so tough. But yeah, you, you gave it your all. I was just thinking about how you, you know, you were a status for so long, you responded to emergencies for so long, like your body, I know in your mind, your mind is primed for, primed for this. You've been right. primed for this for so long to arrive, do a quick survey and think, run through all the list of possibilities, like what, you know, what could it be? Yeah. That experience definitely has helped me in this in this new job just being able to come into an unknown situation and doing a quick survey and being able to pick from a handful of things a handful of right things which is the most right thing to do uh mm-hmm. in, in the moment so but yeah that's kind of uh in a, in, in a short story the the journey that brought me to to where i'm at right now uh and all the people that i've met including my wife of course who's signaling me here about uh, her next appointment so oh, i don't know if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well Aries, hey listen thanks so much for sharing your story and talking to me about um your sort of nursing arc and profession and uh you have been an amazing colleague to work with and definitely oh, thank inspirational you and super fun to work with you so we miss you at where we are so oh thank um, you i i miss a lot of you guys too including you Nicole, I really enjoyed working with you. I, I know we never really worked together in the same shift since you were day shift and I was night shift, but I uh, really did enjoy our interactions uh, during those handoffs. So, Well, so. thanks so much, Aries. Um, you take care. Say hi to your wife and best of luck. Okay. You stay safe okay. out there. I Thank know you, it's, you uh, too. The world is crazy. Thanks. Thanks, Nicole. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you are listening. Also, feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send in any stories. Just make sure they're HIPAA compliant. Also, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at founddownpodcast. We'll see you on the next one.